Welcome to Valley Biz Buzz, brought to you by the West Valley Warner Center Chamber of Commerce. I am Diana Williams, CEO and founder and producer of Valley Biz Buzz. Please join us in welcoming Season 3 show host, Chamber of Commerce member, and founder of Morale Matters, Danielle Roy. Hello, Valley Biz Buzz listeners. Welcome back. This is Danielle Roy, your podcast host for Valley Biz Buzz with the West Valley Warner Center Chamber of Commerce and founder of Morale Matters. Today we have a very special guest. We have Gina Rodriguez, who is the owner of the Mind Mastery Society. And this is gonna be a juicy one, listeners. So I can't wait to hear what Gina says. She does hypnosis, she is a coach, she does workshops, she talks all about imposter syndrome, limiting beliefs, and so many things that many of us struggle with. So Gina, thank you for being here with us um, on the podcast today. Thank you, Danielle. Yeah, so so I love to ask um, our guests, first off, what is the light bulb moment that led you to your current career? So actually, um, my daughter. It, it summed up in one word would be my daughter, my eldest daughter. And um, it goes back to when she was a little girl and there were certain behavior issues that she was having and we tried psychologists and she was just a little girl with very impulsive i i used to say she had anger issues basically because that's what it that's what it looked like and in trying to get help for her one of the last resorts that i did or that i seeked was a hypnotherapist and the hypnotherapist told me something that I will always remember. And he said, listen, everything that your daughter has experienced, the traumas she has gone through because she went through the trauma of seeing her parents fight and separate. She had a traumatic experience while she was in my womb because I used to work for Costco. And, you know, for some people here in the Valley, they might remember the uh, Van Nuys Costco incident in 20, let's see, I think it was 2000, 2001. And um, I was there and I was pregnant. And so she absorbed a lot of the, um, I'll call it excitement. <laughs> it was what, what happened? I, I'm not familiar with that incident. I'm like, well, tell us more. <laughs> so August 2000 at the Van Nuys Costco, um, it was robbed. It was oh. robbed. It was gunpoint. It was a money exchange that was happening. And um, there's a lot that goes in, into it. And here's here's the trippy part. My daughter, when she was born, she was a toddler. And when she would take a nap before a certain time and wake up before that certain time, which was three o'clock in the afternoon, she would wake up fine. Mm -hmm. If she would go to sleep, take that little nap around two o'clock, 2.30 and wake up after three o'clock, my kid would wake up yelling and screaming, not knowing anybody, getting underneath the table, and she looked like she was completely glossed over her <gasps> eyes, like she was in a trance. Oh my goodness, that's and, so scary as a mother. Yeah, and so we didn't know what was going on. So fast forward to everything that's been going on in her life, the reactions, the behaviors that she's been having. As a last resort, I go see a hypnotherapist. And the hypnotherapist said, listen, your daughter does not remember anything from when she was a baby. And we don't, we don't consciously remember anything. So these triggers are coming up based on behavior that was programmed when she was a little girl. So it's in your subconscious mind. It's in the subconscious mind. So he said, I cannot work with her on something she doesn't remember. 
but we can work with her from here forward on how she can choose to react. And I thought that was really interesting. That is fascinating. Wow. Yeah. And so I started noticing changes in her, positive changes in her, and I was intrigued. So I wanted to know what this felt like, what it looked like. I remember getting a couple of sessions for myself and I said, you know what? I need to learn more about this. So we're in the valley, right? And if uh, all of you guys are familiar with the one of the most um, popular schools in hypno of hypnosis, it's actually here in the valley. Hypnosis I see that. Motivation Institute. Yeah. <laughs> I see that on the freeway all the time on the one one driving. And I always wondered, oh my gosh, is that where do you <laughs> That is where it started. Absolutely. So I ended up um, looking into it. I went there. Um, first day, and I love it because at least back in the day, they used to offer 30 days free. You go to the class, you, if that's what you like, great. You sign up, you, you go on to the, um, schooling. If not, then, you know, no harm, no foul. You can, you can leave. First day there, I was sitting in that class and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like, this is amazing. This is exactly what I think was happening to me as I was growing up in my survival environment. And there was a lot of changes that I was doing as I was growing up and I could never place or understand why I could do it and some people couldn't. Or sometimes I wanted to do certain things and I couldn't. And that's the moment that I was like, I need to learn this. I need to help myself. I'm, this is gonna benefit my family. And I want the world to know about this. So that was the beginning of, of my, my journey. After that, I, um, went on to wanting to know more about the subconscious mind. So I looked into neuro-linguistic programming, found another school that I really enjoyed and actually became part of their team. I actually ended up training with that school. Uh, it's uh, Transform Destiny. And I got a chance to make it all the way to master practitioner training. I'm at the moment going through my last part of the journey, which is a master trainer. Because eventually that's what I see myself doing is training other trainers so that they can help me out to help other people. And uh, it's been an amazing journey. It has. Wow. And so tell me some of the, the positive benefits that you personally have experienced. So your daughter, you mentioned that. Anything specific for yourself or others, you know, just some really amazing kind of general things that you've helped them overcome? So it, NLP and hypnosis has, a, has definitely been a big part of our family, our family dynamic. And see, a lot of people think, oh, hypnosis is scary, it's mind control. No, it's not. Hypnosis is, first of all, is a state of relaxation and focused attention. That's what hypnosis is. It is a state, just like being relaxed, just like being focused, just like being happy but it's also about knowing the language that you need to use to achieve the things that you want. Um, neuro-linguistic programming actually goes more into that. So when I say neuro-linguistic programming, or most people um, know it as NLP, and hypnosis has been a part of my family, it's because now I have the understanding of if I want my kids to do something, I wanna help them redirect their thoughts in that direction. So instead of saying things like, don't spill the milk or don't misbehave, right? The mind doesn't understand the concepts of negatives, it's the linguistic negatives. So ultimately, 
our mind knowing that it thinks and pictures sounds and feelings i'm actually giving them their direction to spill the milk or to misbehave ah that's interesting so like so how would you rephrase that uh make sure that you keep the milk in the cup or uh make sure that you are behaving the, the right way make sure that you're behaving good make sure that you are cleaning up your room versus don't keep your room dirty you know, that's uh, we come across that a lot in, in my business where it's you're holding people capable instead of accountable. Like accountable is kind of like you feel like, ooh, I'm in trouble or you're on a witch hunt or something like <laughs> that versus capable. I'm holding you capable. I'm motivating you by positivity versus motivated by fear. Yeah. Is that similar to it's, what? It's similar. Okay. Because now we go into the motivation and there's different types of motivation. There's people that get motivated by the carrot, right? By the outcome. There's people that get motivated by the stick, right? Mm -hmm. The consequence. So that's also a focus point. Are you focusing on the fact that you are going to get in trouble if you don't do this? Or are you focusing on the, on the fact that if you achieve this, it's gonna be something good for you? So all these concepts are all part of how the subconscious mind works and the conscious mind. And when the subconscious mind and conscious mind are working together in alignment, that is when we're pushing, that's when we're achieving, that's when we're having the positive motivation that keeps us moving in the direction that we want and accomplishing things. When those are out of alignment, that's when we keep feeling like, oh, it's an uphill battle, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm wading through quicksand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So my daughters have been um, taught to really think about the things that they could do. Think about the things that they could do. Think, think about the things that they want to do. And also understand that there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. Wow, that's, that's a big one. That's such a positive way to think about it too. And you know, how long does it take to see results? You know, how, how I know you do a lot of individual coaching workshops as well. So how often, how long does someone need to, to do this work before they see results? Well, everybody's different, right? Um, so if someone has really lived in an environment where everything has been negative, they're wired to just direct themselves to the worst possible outcome, it might take a little bit longer. I don't want to say that that's going to cause them to take longer to get their, their achievements because it really comes down to just how the person is willing to accept the new change. How are they willing to accept? that that outcome they want is the one that they're going to achieve. Um, but I'll tell you this, like I have a, a story of the most recent client that I have. We have now been together on uh, doing coaching for four weeks. The first week she had already gotten some new clients because she is a fitness coach. So okay. She had gotten some clients just uh, last week over the weekend. Now, I work Monday to Friday. Mm -hmm. I'm available on the weekends if really need to, but getting a weekend email where your client is so excited about sharing her win is amazing. So she decided to put out some information in regards to a one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching session. It, this is a VIP session where she's gonna be helping this person in fitness one-on-one. -on -one. It's one of her higher coaching packages. And she had already spoken to this one client where she was like, okay, I'm gonna see if uh, this is going to be something that I wanna do with you. So I coach my client on how to talk to her client 
She used the language, she used the energy. She really got in alignment with who she needed to be to talk to this potential client. I get the email that she signed her up. It was a win-win for both of them. They're both excited to get started. And as a matter of fact, it was this week that they got started. That's amazing. So how fast could it be? It could be as simple, as quick as a second. It's yes. just, it's it's turning that learning and the work that you do into application in your real life. I mean, that's really where the change happens, right? Yes. Someone doing the willingness, you can learn, but it's how are you going to implement that? How are you going to take action? And then you are their coach cheering them on all along the way, right? And yes. checking in. And it's, and it's awesome because I actually, <laughs> when my clients start, when they come to me and even before their clients, they're checking in to see what they, you know, is this for them? Am I the coach that they're going to sign up with? Are we in alignment? One of my things to say is, here's the thing, okay? I'm not doing the change for you, right? This is you doing the change. I'm just there to guide you. I'm just there as the outside person, the outside perspective to see where your hiccups are so that I can help you overcome them. Now, I will be your cheerleader and cheer you on and I will be your drill sergeant <laughs> and keep you in line because each week we are doing accountability checks to see what has been done, what hasn't been done. And if there's something that keeps being skipped over, it is my job to find out why is it being skipped over? Is there a limiting belief that's associated to that? Is there a negative emotion? Like, this is scary. And every time I think about doing it, I just feel the freeze come up. Great. All those things, those obstacles that come up, that's where I come in and help you eliminate them so that you can get over that hump and go to what you need to do. I love that. And so do you recommend, I know you can see results as soon as, you know, the first month, but how long do you really recommend a client to see you to see, you know, longevity change? Because it's that instantaneous change is amazing, right? But you want to make sure it's sustainable, I know, and that's really important to you in your business. So yes. what do you recommend? So here's the thing. Everybody has ideas. They have dreams, which I, I love to encourage my, my clients to dream. Because it's within that dream that, you know, like, it's, it's your mind telling you what you really want. So what is it that you want and how long does it need to, how long do you need to achieve it, right? Now, the ideal thing is stay with your coach for 12 months because, in, because almost any goal that you have will be more of a 12-month goal. However, there's some goals that take a little bit less time. So 12 months would be the most ideal so that you can get that goal broken down into easy steps so that you can keep going each month, each quarter, checking in and seeing that, that achievement. But I will say this, it should be a minimum of three months. Some people come in and they're like, oh, I just wanna, I just wanna hire you for a month. And it's like, you're not gonna see much in a month unless, unless you're the type of person that I will sit down and strategize your goal with you and all you need is the blueprint, the map, and you can take off and do it on your own, which not many people do, you will need that accountability partner. You will need that um, cheering on the implementation part. So I would say no minimal, no less than three months minimum, and be ready to spend a relationship with your coach anywhere between six and 12 months. 
That's great to know. Yeah, well, and I know there's there's just so many studies that have been, you know, told that really 90 days is kind of the minimum. There's the first 90 days, there's the 12 week year, right? These are these are huge books. So in the business world too, and you know, studies that have, have shown it takes a minimum of 66 days for a behavior to become a habit. So that's what we're trying to do, right? We're trying to turn those behaviors, those thoughts, those limiting beliefs into a positive habit. We are, yeah. And actually, you know what's what's um, really awesome about NLP? That change can actually happen. So you can actually change a habit within one session and get yourself going. So the reason for the relationship with someone is more because of the implementation of the accountability because I have had clients come in and they have a limiting belief and within minutes, that limiting belief is gone. However, that, you know, if we think about how we've been raised, if we think about all the years that we spent where people were telling us what to do, right? From kindergarten to high school. Then you, for those of us that go to college, we have college and the teachers are telling us what to do. We have our parents always telling us what to do. And then we get out into the real world and we, especially when we become entrepreneurs, we don't have anybody telling us what to do. Right, so people need that structure, that accountability. That structure and accountability, exactly. <clears throat> and so that's where your coach comes in. So it's not so much about the habit building, even though yes, that is true, we're, we're building habits and within one session alone, we can knock out a, a bad habit or we can knock out a bad feeling and get you structured back to what you need to do. Um, it's more about the accountability. It's more, more about the structure so that you can keep going, so that you can stay on task. And see the progress that you're and making, right? Oh, I love that, that's amazing. And so tell me a little bit more about hypnosis. I know hypnosis kind of, it can scare people, right? Because you see in film these people, you know, doing these crazy things and, and that's not really reality, right? It's not. I mean, it's a safe space. It would really be more of like, like a guided meditation, right? Yes. So hypnosis is funny because Hollywood has really done us dirty, I have to say. <laughs> Sorry, Hollywood. Um, so hypnosis, like I mentioned before, hypnosis is a, it is a state, it is a feeling. And if we think about how the brain works as we're sleeping, that's another thing. People think it's sleeping, sleep, sleeping, you're knocked out, you're not going to hear anything, you're out of control. No, no, no. If we think about how the brain works, there's brain uh, brain waves, right? Or there's the alpha, the beta, the theta. Great. As you're sleeping, you're going through these brain waves. Well, the um, hypnosis state is in the alpha brain wave, which means that you are going from being completely alert and awake to sleeping, and right in the middle there, that is the hypnosis state. So we've all experienced hypnosis, all of us. Because if you've ever daydreamed, Danielle, have you ever, have you ever of, daydreamed? Of course I've daydreamed, yes. <laughs> so if you've ever driven from point A to point B, you've gotten to point B and you're like, when did I start the car? <laughs> did I stop? <laughs> what did I do at the, at the red lights? That state right there is a state of hypnosis. You were environmentally hypnotized. That means that you were focus consciously you were focused on something that was important to you at that point which could have been when i get home i have to make dinner what am i going to make for dinner or when i get home i have to go help the kids with homework 
your subconscious mind then takes over because it has the programming of driving. So our subconscious mind, if we think about our daily lives, our routines, do we really stop and think about each step that we have to do? Like if you're driving, do you really sit down and say, okay, keys in the car now, adjust the mirrors, uh, close the doors, we don't. We did when we started learning. So when we're learning something, we're very conscious of it. When we've learned it, it's very subconscious, it's autopilot. So that hypnosis state is what we work with. Now, stage hypnosis, right? Movies, you're out of control. Well, no, first of all, hypnosis, uh, stage hypnosis and hypnotherapists are a little bit different in the aspect of stage hypnotists are there to entertain you. So what they're looking for is that person that wants to volunteer. Yeah, who wants to come on stage? I do. Great. So they have their own routine of how they're going to see who their best candidate is to bring up. And so they have an agenda of entertaining versus exactly. when you're working with a coach and you're going into that deep relaxation state, the focus is all on the objective that exactly. you set. Exactly. Because a stage hypnotist, what he wants is he wants that person that would be the life of the party. That person that when they're at the party, they don't care about anybody else. They're just there for the center of attention, right? That's who you want to bring up on stage. In hypnotherapy, you want change. So in both hypnosis, uh, or I should say stage hypnosis and hypnotherapy, the client needs to be on board and willing because I cannot make the change for them. I cannot take out the information and put in information without them uh, being okay with it. It's they have to be willing to participate. First and foremost, okay. Hypnosis is not sleep. Many people associate it with sleep. Well, you do hear everything that the hypnotherapist says. And if there's something that is out of alignment with you, that's out of your morale, your morale you will wake up per se right? You're, you will get out of hypnosis because your subconscious mind has many different jobs. And one of the most important jobs that the subconscious mind has is to keep you safe. It's a protection mechanism, it's a protection right? protection mechanism. Yeah. So if I were to say, Danielle, if I had you in hypnosis and I were to say, Danielle, at three o'clock today, you're going to meet me at the bank over here on, Wells, you know, Reno and Wells Fargo. <laughs> Just playing guys. And say, you're going to be my getaway car. Most likely, you're going to be like, wait, what? No. <laughs> I don't do that. So there has to be trusted rapport with your therapist, or with your <laughs> hypnotherapist, right? <laughs> there has to be that rapport. Absolutely. You want to know and trust and like your hypnotherapist because that's when we feel comfortable and that's when we're going to allow the change to happen. And your hypnotherapist is going to be using the words that you say, the change that you want. Anything that I say out of alignment with you, you will come out of hypnosis. And so, so hypnosis is something that you will use as a tool, but it's not for every client, right? That's I mean, correct. so you also just do coaching, right? With my mastery society. And so we, so we kind of covered hypnotherapy. What is the other work that you do? So yes, you're right. Hypnosis is not something that I'm going to use with every client. Hypnosis is more of, it's a tool. And if I feel that the client needs it, it'll benefit them, great, I'll use it. Mainly our coaching ses sessions are going to be conscious, 
where I'm gonna be using a lot of language and correcting your language. So I listen now to what is it that you're saying? Because a lot of people think that our language defines our reality, and in reality, our language dictates our reality. So if I say I can't do something, you're right, you're not gonna be able to do it because you're already telling yourself you can't. If you say you can't do something, then you're gonna be able to do it, you're right because you're telling yourself that you can't. So our language has a lot to do with our reality. So I'm listening for how you're saying things. I'm listening for the emotions that you have around something. I'm listening for the um, obstacles that are coming up so that I can use my NLP techniques to be able to either um, let go of that negative emotion or help you with an internal conflict that you have. Sometimes I have clients that are in the midst of changing from a job to entrepreneurship. And part of them wants to stay at a job, but part of them wants to go full into their, their um, entrepreneurship. And they have a conflict. That conflict is gonna keep them stuck. It's a block. So being able to listen out for that allows me to bring out my tools and say, okay, great, for this session or for next session, this is what we're gonna be working on. What, what would be the solution? Because I myself have experienced that, right? Where you, you dive off the cliff and then you're free falling off the cliff and oh my goodness, you know, I had a corporate job for many, many years and it was really scary when I started uh, as an entrepreneur and you just feel like you're free falling, right? <laughs> and sometimes we get hung up on that. Those emotions can come in waves, even if your business is very successful, maybe, you know, there's a little seasonal lapse or something like that as we experience. It's not the same as having, you know, a stable job where you're making the same every month or you know have predicted fluxes so it is true that you have to jump off the, the cliff right and take the risk but sometimes you have to jump off the cliff before you can fly and so that's really the beauty of entrepreneurship but you know as you're free falling what is your advice to people that are going through those emotions well first and foremost remember why it why is it that you're making that transition right always look at the bigger picture now what emotions are coming up what is it that's keeping you stuck is actually something that you need to um ask yourself be consciously aware of that because some people want to stay at the business uh, at their job because of the security mm -hmm. right the security the stability the knowing and because entrepreneurship is not that way um that's the conflict for most of us mm -hmm. so okay great why do you want that new transition? Why do you want that um, entrepreneurship in this case? And start thinking about the things that that's gonna bring you because when you think about why you're doing that, you're gonna ultimately uh, realize that they're both the same thing. They connect at a higher level. It's just, we're so into the details sometimes that we get lost in the details, but when we, when we work our way up to look at the big picture, ultimately, we all tend to want the freedom, the security, the ability to be with our family. So what is it or why is it that you're doing this jump? 
That's great feedback. Yes, I realized my my personal block was fear, right? I mean, fear of the unknown, fear of the instability, fear of, you know, financial. I have a family, right? And so, oh my gosh, what if I can't make it? But those are all limiting beliefs, like like I've been in your workshop, which was so inspiring, the limiting beliefs workshop. We gotta talk about that next. But <laughs> but but you know, I realized I had to remember, you know, that all of the entrepreneurs that I know that are that are very successful, I mean one, the common denominator all of the people that I felt were very happy and successful and had freedom were all entrepreneurs so there's that right and then many you know many I had asked would say oh I just wish I would have done this sooner and I kept seeing that pattern and you know studying I, I'm studying my graduate degree in psychology so I, I love seeing patterns and it's business psychology so you know looking at that data from from a, a business perspective too, and not just an emotional one, mm -hmm. I would see that, hey, the risk is, the, the taking that risk is greater than not taking that risk. Like I'm always evaluating risk versus benefits. And I mm -hmm. think that, that we often do that, right? And so the benefit was greater than the risk, yeah. logically. Yeah. Not just emotionally, but logically. And that so many people who are saying, I wish I would have done this sooner, I didn't want to be that person, right? Like wasting my time, you know, for years, not wasting it, but just trudging along and building, you know, someone else's dream instead of my own. Yeah. And so that's scary. The yeah. fear can get us stuck. But and look so, at the benefit. And that's exactly it. It's we get stuck on the label, mm -hmm. right? Fear, scary, anything else that we're telling ourselves, it's a label that we're putting on something. Um, here's the interesting part when it comes to emotion and feeling is where do you feel excitement freedom that's my word of the year freedom that's the word of the year but if yes. you check in with your body and think about something that really excites you where is that excitement in your body where do you feel it in my heart in your heart okay so i want you to clear that picture that you had right now and mm -hmm. i want you to think about something that maybe is coming up that's a little scary to do something a little bit out of your comfort zone and we, I see that. It's all in my head. <laughs> so now, go ahead and clear that because I don't want to leave okay. you with that picture. Now, there's a feeling there and there's a feeling there. It was a feeling. Now, the label came after, right? Because we could easily call that excitement and we could call that fear if we wanted to relabel it, which we don't. Ah. And in some cases, people feel fear, or I should say people feel excitement in the same place that they feel fear for some people. Mm. And if that's the case, again, it comes down to a label, right? So what if we just switch the label? What if we just switch what we're calling it? So that instead of being stuck in that, we're pushing ourselves out of that. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> okay, that changes the whole perspective. Wow, you're like, you're mind blowing me again. <laughs> the limiting beliefs. So, so tell me more about the workshops you do for groups too, right? Because I know sometimes people, they're, they're at a place where I want to learn more uh, before I jump into doing individual coaching. So what, so what do you offer for groups? So for groups, um, actually, I did the limiting beliefs, mm -hmm. which for most people, they, they, most people nowadays know what a limiting belief is. Mm -hmm. But for those that have not actually experienced that word or come across that word, it's the limiting stories that we're telling ourselves. Okay. It's the stories that we're saying that we're not going to do something because of this. And that because of this tends to be the limiting belief that we have. 
So I did that because I know that that's huge in every aspect of our life, whether it's relationships, whether it's business, whether it's school, right? We have limiting beliefs. The next one that I hear a lot of people talking about and um, kind of having that struggle with is the imposter syndrome. You ever heard of that Of one? course, yes. <laughs> My freedom word of the year. Freedom, freedom from limiting beliefs and freedom from imposter syndrome. <laughs> Absolutely. We all go through that, yeah, I think. Yeah, you know, it's like, where is the imposter syndrome coming from? Mm -hmm. Why is it there? So being able to address that on a logical level so that you can release it on a subconscious level is actually something that I'm going to be working with uh, groups for this month. That's the idea. So towards the end of August, I'm gonna be doing the workshop. It's actually gonna incorporate hypnosis. And it's actually gonna incorporate a little of education of how the subconscious and the conscious mind works so that you have that understanding and it's easier to release because now you have the, the, the mechanics behind it. Um, another workshop that I wanna do is stress. I'm gonna be working on a group uh, hypnosis for stress because a lot of us deal with stress. Now here's the thing. Stress has gotten a bad rap. Mm -hmm. um, anxiety has gotten a bad rap, right? But if we think about anxiety and we think about stress, there are emotions. And we all process these emotions. We all have these emotions. The thing that makes it drastic or makes it a medical thing is when it gets really um, outside of you being able to control it. Okay. I see that, right. So if we think of anxiety and actually the non-medical um, anxiety that some people are in, that feeling alone comes down to being nervous. You're nervous about something and it's okay to be nervous. It's okay to be stressed because if we think about back in the caveman years, there, we needed that stress to figure out what we were gonna do when we saw that saber-toothed tiger. Are right. we going to freeze? Are we gonna run? Are we? What are we gonna do? Freeze, flight, fight. Yes. Pawn. Well, I know, <laughs> they, they keep adding, they keep adding all these. Um, well, our environment has the saber-toothed tigers. Our environment, we have bills to pay. We have things that we need to do. And that is actually our saber-toothed tiger. So it's going to, trigger us to have some feeling so being able to handle that and understand that i think it's really important especially nowadays so so the saber-toothed tiger is running after us right and and so how do you deal with that right first you identify the emotions or do you tend to react fight flight freeze fawn right <laughs> what do you do <laughs> so you okay we tend to react subconsciously right like we like Somebody cuts us off, ah, where is that coming from? Whenever we react, these triggers are actually emotions that we've been bottling up inside. So helping yourself to identify what's causing that stress so that you can consciously choose what you need to do next is going to be really important. And this is how habits and um, how programming starts changing is first becoming aware of what you are doing, what's the cause around it, and how are you gonna choose to react to it differently? Oh, I love that. So so where can listeners learn more? I mean, I'm inspired. I wanna I wanna take your workshops again. I have in the past, that's why I had to have you on the on the podcast, is because I personally experienced, you know, so much freedom. 
from my limiting beliefs. And so stress, that's a huge one too. And how we deal with that. So, so where can listeners learn more, whether, you know, they're interested in taking a workshop with you, hiring you as their coach, learning more about my mastery society, where can we learn more? Well, you could definitely follow me on Instagram and uh, my handle is coach underscore Gina underscore Rodriguez. So just really simple coach underscore Gina underscore Rodriguez on Instagram. I am also on Facebook as coach Gina Rodriguez. And then my uh, my uh, website, so that's mindmasterysociety.com. Amazing! Wow! Well, I am so so excited to see all of the amazing things that you have upcoming. Anything big that you want to share with our audience? Ah, uh, man! You know, you were talking about a word of the year, and my word of the year is expansion. Ooh. I am in expansion right now. So I have all these ideas because I get so creative. It's just now putting them on the calendar, and yes. I don't have the calendar yet, uh, dates yet, but I have a hypnosis three-day training that's gonna be coming up. It is a certification training. And so anybody could take that, whether you want to actually learn about the subconscious mind in yourself so that you can start making the changes, or you wanna get a certification because it's something that you would probably like to help people with. Absolutely, both can be um, done with through that training. And then I have a couple workshops. So I have the, um, imposter syndrome workshop group hypnosis for the end of august and i do have another workshop for stress coming up in september that's amazing oh my gosh well make sure and check out coach gina rodriguez coach underscore gina underscore rodriguez on instagram coach gina rodriguez on facebook and mindmasterysociety.com thank you so much gina for freely sharing all of your knowledge and tips and that was so fun i love this conversation <laughs> thank you daniel i feel like i could I, I say i can geek out with this anytime like i love the mind it's just so there's so much going on in there and being able to have at least some sort of manual of how it works, I think benefits anyone. Oh, it's fascinating. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Coach Gina Rodriguez with the Mind Mastery Society. Uh, this is Danielle Roy here, your podcast host for Valley Biz Buzz with the West Valley Warner Center Chamber of Commerce. Shout out to Diana Williams, our CEO, show creator and producer for Valley Biz Buzz. Again, I am Danielle Roy, also founder of Morale Matters and your podcast host for Valley Biz Buzz. So listeners, keep on buzzing. Check us out, Apple, uh, on YouTube, on Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts, keep on buzzing. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Be sure to like and follow Valley Biz Buzz on YouTube and your favorite podcast.